What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of It's Your World. I'm your host, Jordan Brown. Like I start off every episode, how are you? You're good? Glad to hear it. So, thank you for hanging with me over the past week or so. I know we had a short week the week before last, and I wanted to make sure that, um, well, last week, sorry. But um, I wanted to make sure the CEO and the creator of Community Cup Lift, Jordan Little, got his just due. I want to make sure that everybody has at least a full week to get people to listen to their episodes, get them to tune in, hear what they got going on, see what they're doing, um, look into it, and uh, support. So, yeah, thanks for everybody who listened to last week's episode. Appreciate the feedback. And if you do listen on the regular, don't forget to subscribe and review because we need those metrics, people, to get me pushed up on iTunes. And, uh, yeah, man, just I really really been enjoying everything man and enjoying the process which is something that we talk about a lot in this episode and exactly what that means i think we hear people talk about it and even in last episode to hear jordan talk about how he had to put everything together and you know stay strong when trying to put his um app together and figuring out exactly how much time he would have to sacrifice to do so not only that but the effort it took to, you know, come up with the idea, to think about the game plan you're going to use to make sure that you're able to um, put it out there and market it and even improve on it. I think it's one of those things where everybody says they want to do some things. They say they want to do something. They want to start somewhere, but they don't know where to. And I thought he spoke to that a lot, and I was happy that he was able to share that with us, and I was happy that he was able to get his message across as clearly as possible, and hopefully he encouraged or inspired somebody else to do the same thing. Um, And now, like he said, didn't really know anybody who had an app. I personally know someone who has their own app. How crazy is that? Um, He did exactly what he said he wanted to do. So that works for me. You know, when you put that out there, and you say you want to do something, and you want it to be this, you want it to be that, and you really follow through on it, there is no, there are no limits on what you can do. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Jordan, for, you know, taking the time to be on the show, reaching out, even saying, hey, man, I want to do this. So, yeah, I appreciate you, bro. Um, but, yeah, how's everybody been doing, man? This last week has been... It's been alright with me. I had a show last week with um, the crew from over there at Second City uh, with the hoots, hoots and howls all night uh, at the Wise Owl Pub over there on Racing. Great turnout, sold out show. It's the first time I ever had a sold out show, so uh, hopefully there's more of those to come in the future. Uh, appreciate everybody showing up to that and supporting. Had a lot of family and friends there. It was really awesome, man, and um, I just really. Want to um, take that whole situation in. Uh, that's something that we have been trying to do with that crew is just put together um, shows every other month or so. And then, like, Jess Fang, who's also got an episode. If you want to go back and listen to her episode, you can. Or if you want to reach out to her about getting the show together for you, if you're a comic or artist or something like that, Jess is, like, pretty amazing at that. She did a good job with that. And we really appreciate her for that. Um, Last week was, like I said, it was amazing. Nothing short of amazing, to be honest. Because when you have people who come back from from all walks of your life to come and hang out, like I have friends there from college, friends there from high school, 
Um, it's pretty amazing, man. Then get some people to hit you up. Like, hey, man, good luck on your show. You know, from from grade school, damn near. Uh, you really, um, you really appreciate that when that happens. And that's what it's all about. You want um, you want to be able to put together something, and you want it to be successful. And when you actually do it, it works. You feel good about that, you know. Um, but yeah, so moving on. This week, I'm really, okay, this guest, she's really special because the first time I saw her, she was just like roasting somebody. <laughs> she was roasting this dude in the front row at an open mic. And the one thing I will say about this is, when she was doing that, I was like, Lord, thank God I am not sitting in the front row. Because... She will go in on you. She is hilarious. She is creative. She is successful. She is determined. Miss Adrian Brandyberg. Like, if you if you know her personally and you sat and listened to her shows and you watch her on stage, she's a natural. Like it's it's really inspiring in a way. I should have told her this when we recorded, uh, but we were so busy just, like, talking and, you know, getting the whole process done with the podcast. Uh, the one thing that I didn't get to say to her is, like, she's an inspiration. Um, we talk a little bit about it. She's like, oh, you taking a little shot at me and saying this, you know, we were joking. But, you know, she is successful. And she talks about how it's been a whole year since she worked her 9 to 5, regular 9 to 5. And she just went out on a limb and just did comedy full time. That's inspiring. Um, to see somebody do that and to see somebody be successful and to see them really just take all the good with the bad and get better. Because it takes a lot to get better and improve at a skill when you have so much shit going on around you. Um, it takes a lot to get better and improve at a skill when you have things that you're worried about, when you have distractions and different things like that. Sometimes it could just be life, you know? Sometimes life can just be rough at a moment. And to hear her talk about the goals and the improvements she's made with not only her comedy, but working with the BAPS team, uh, the comedy crew over there, like... Those ladies are traveling. Um, they're doing seminars and stuff. Three African American women, successful in comedy, in a in a field where we talk about that as well, where you aren't who a lot of people are looking for to get up there and say jokes. Um, you going against all odds with people saying, "Oh well, this, that, and the other about female comics and everything like that." Listen, man, the motherfucker funny, the motherfucker funny. It ain't. That's all I got to say about it. I mean, I'm gonna try and enjoy the show regardless of who it is up there talking. I mean, you can be a, a, a box 
And if you hilarious, hey, I'm going to laugh at your jokes. But, I, again, I appreciate her for stepping in and, and, and reaching out to be on the show. We talk about a lot of things, you know, her taking that step from leaving just corporate the corporate world and starting to do her comedy thing. Um, basically, the success of the BAPS team and where they're traveling and everything like that, what it takes to start doing this comedy stuff, how she started out doing comedy. You know, it's a lot of things that people can hear from a story. And you can hear me talk about it. You can hear other comics talk about it. But every comic has a different story. Every comic has something that they're doing and something that they're trying out. And it's different. No matter what, it's different for everybody. I just Like I said, I just appreciate her reaching out. And one of the things that I shared with her before is like, hey, man, you know, not even that you too big or too bougie or whatever to be on the show. It's not even that. It's just like you busy. Like you working. You're doing a lot of different things. Like I didn't expect that. So I appreciate you, Adrian, for stepping out and hitting up, hit me up about being on the show and just, you know, volunteering your time, man, like because you didn't have to do that. So thank you. And I really hope you guys enjoy this show or this episode. Um, lastly, don't forget to subscribe and review. You know, leave a comment. Follow us on the SoundCloud page. We need to get some followers on the SoundCloud. We need followers for Instagram and Twitter at it's your world pod underscore I T S U R World W O R L D P O D underscore. Check it out. Let me know what you think. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Thank you. Actually, I got a. I wanted to say this is like, I was surprised you hit me up one and two because I know you're funny as shit. And I remember the first time I saw you, I think it was at the revival, okay. and I was sitting like a couple of rows back, and I signed up. You just like, oh, fat funny nigga, look at him. <laughs> Thinking fat funny, fat funny nigga. Is that you? <laughs> like that's how you looked at me. And not only that, you started heating the dude in the front row, and I was just like, man, I'm so glad I didn't sit right there. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. A lot of people know me because I'm a very direct. Yeah, no yeah. BS person. Right. So when I first meet somebody and I love to shut people down, that is mm. that brings joy to my She's life. She's evil, okay. To <laughs> this is the side of black girl magic they don't tell you about. <laughs> it brings joy to me. Like uh, a comedian, like I just saw on, Nef- on YouTube, a comedian was just talking about how women can use, especially black women, use mm. the word little in front of stuff to just, just make you feel some kind of way. Uh, <laughs> so they they try to they try to give you a compliment, but then it's a backhand compliment because they use that word little. Yeah, I see I, you. Doing your little your little comedy thing, right. your little podcast, right. your little coming up right, to do right, over right. mic. I'm like, right. hey, listen, I think I'm funny. <laughs> All right, well, you be your little funny ass. You I already see what I'm saying. See, she's starting already you know on my platform, talking shit on my platform. Right. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm glad you reached out to me. I was kind of surprised. but Why? Just because, like I told you, you got a lot of stuff going on, talented, doing your damn thing. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people, I think, when you, and, and it may seem like it's selfish, but it's really not. If mm-hmm. it's, like, comedy is like golf. Okay. 
It's just it you. No, it is. No. <laughs> and if your shit is weak, your shit is weak. Yeah. You need to work on your game and different stuff like that. Respect. And then not only that, you what are you a one third of the mm-hmm. Babs comedy crew and yeah. doing y'all thing with that. Mm-hmm. Y'all got a lot of stuff going on. Second City, that's a huge responsibility. Like, you know, it so <laughs> that's part of the reason why. Because you are far more successful than me right now in comedy. And right now, okay. Right. Hey, listen, I'm just saying, you started it, so I'm going to finish it. All right. He said right now. <laughs> he just wanted, he, he wanted to throw it in there, that backhand compliment. How compliment. is that? How, okay, compliment. so I won't do that. I'm sorry. No, it's cool. But, you can do that because I'm, I'm definitely going to acknowledge it. <laughs> and please believe him. we shut that shit down. Because historically, historically, historically mm-hmm. yes, men in mm-hmm. this field reign throughout, but... But, this is the big but right now, there's a wave of black women in general that are out here yeah, we need to hear for heads on y'all. To hear from it. I, it's like, it's one of those things where, if you can take it back to like just social stuff as far as like Absolutely. dating and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of things people say, oh, well you don't like black girls, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, I like black women who are confident. Mm. I like black, girl, black women or black girls when I was a kid who mm-hmm. were confident and they right. believed it. And it takes a lot of confidence to get on stage, to talk your shit. It takes a lot of confidence to write something. Absolutely. Then to come in and be a double minority mm-hmm. <laughs> in in the field where you just said you already come and you start behind the A ball. Do you feel like you get a lot of flack from people because of the fact that I'm assuming you're dating someone that's not black? Right, so the but, fact that you get do you get a lot of flack from black women or you get a lot of flack just from people in general? If I'm getting the flack, I don't know. Like I just. It, it doesn't fucking matter. To right. Me. It, I yeah. don't know. The thing, I get that. The thing with me is if you were to sit down and talk to me and mm-hmm. you ask me, okay, I've only dated women of color. Mm. I, in fact, I even got a, a bit where it's like, you know, I think I should get a trophy. I went to a predominantly white university. Mm. I might have fucked a few white bitches, but I never told one I love them. Now, mm. that might be offensive, but mm-hmm. I know people that have told white women yeah. I love them, and that probably hit them in the gut. So. Mm. But what I'm saying is for me, if you are going to have something about, say about my dating life and whatever it is that I got going on. It's like, if you don't really matter, then I really don't give a fuck. Yeah, I never understood <laughs> I never understood that, because first of all, I'm an equal opportunity. <laughs> I love fine. That's what I'm attracted to. I have a joke about that, that's too. Real. I love that's fine. Real. You cold, you cold. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> cold, that's, that's just what it is. But to you, I think we live in a society where so many people are like, oh, well, my dude thinks she calls her. That's who I'm going to be with. Mm. Like, I've never been that dude. Mm. I, that's where I get mm. a lot of flight from. Like, oh, you don't think she this? Mm. Not really, but if that's So do like, you, I, I should say, being a black man, uh, mm-hmm. do you get any black from your, your family? Not really. From dating from like, never. outside of your... Like, never. <laughs> because you know, you know how, especially like family in general, just regardless of race, they want you to stick with your kind, your own kind. But that's the thing. I've only dated women of color, so mm. it's never been like me bringing home, like as Beyonce oh, like, would say, a Becky and uh, just making it weird. Yeah. So, I mean, it's never just been... Simply yes. <laughs> Simply curious. Uh, nah, bringing up an inquiry. No, it's fine. But I think what I would say is that if, if it is a problem, nobody has said anything to me. Mm. And when I feel like you don't bring it up, it's like you respect my judgment enough. Uh, that's respect. <laughs> That is. That's respect. But that is. Who knows? Yeah, I've dated. Uh, How about you? Uh, oh, like <laughs> yeah, I said. Yeah, put me on the spot. I, listen, my my mother and I have several jokes about her. But like my mother, she's a 
you know, she claims to be a very traditional person, but she also had all of her kids before she was 27. Mm. And, you know, I'm I'm a relic in my family. <laughs> I am. I'm a relic in my family because uh, the age I'm at, you know, people just expected me to have so many kids. But at the same time, growing up, I'm the only person in my family that's my age. Mm. So I didn't have any cousins around my age. I had either really older cousins really or really younger cousins. Uh, and, you know, growing up with my, you know, I, I'm the only girl on my mother's side. I have three younger brothers. Mm. So it's, it's just funny when, when you do bring people over, guys over, and there's only a few rare occasions that I'm like, you know what, I think he can handle my family. Mm-hmm. And one of them happened to be white. And boy, oh boy. It didn't go over well. I mean, it, like, it went well, because first of all, this is another thing that, man, we about to get out here and share some hey, stuff. Because a, this is what, this is, I think a part of that stuff is what brings us to the stage. Yeah, no, it's true. But he was a comic, and I talked about this on oh, stage. Wow. He was a comic, and I dated him as well. But, like, he he held his own. He was like, I don't give a fuck. I dated black women. Oh, you think you the first black woman? <laughs> and then at first, I was just like, I nigga, am I a fetish to you? <laughs> Uh, do you immediately have to go there, though? Because no, I feel like that's what a lot of people do. I, I immediately go there initially because mm. I'm just like, all right, you cute. We, we you know, we're going back and forth. Right. But, uh, hey, man, what, uh, what's your intention with me? What's, what's, going, <laughs> what's, what's, what's going on? What you really doing here? Right. What's what what this about? What you really doing here? Am but I like, just a BET thing to you? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, like, when I start to realize, like, oh, I kind of like this dude, then I'm just then like, you, yeah, then, I start to, then I start to question whether or not he has the same intentions that, I, mm-hmm. that I'm that i on, because I actually want to get to know you, not just to be a one-night stand, you know I'm, what I'm saying? Yeah, but that's the type of culture we're in right now where that's cool. That is cool, but, I mean, I, I'm not going I'm not gonna hate on nobody if that's what you, what you want to do, mm-hmm. but I am terrible at it. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> uh-uh. I can't. Because because uh, this is this is why I, I um I I am a very cold-hearted person. I tell people that all the time when I'm de- when I date them. Mm-hmm. I'm cold-hearted because if I don't want to fuck with you no more, I'm not. No. I'm never going to fuck with you no more. And there's nothing wrong. With that. Yeah. If people but, did that, we'd be way much better off. Sometimes. I know, <laughs> but like, but I I'm friends with all my exes. Mm-hmm. That's, that's true. That's I mean, difficult for for men to hear hear that. If you if you're dating someone, what you talking about? If you're dating someone and she's just like, oh, I'm gonna go, oh, that's my ex right now texting me, just saying hi or whatever uh, or whatnot. You gonna have an issue with that? Nah, nah. That means it's okay for me to have friends and be social. So that's how you that's how you take it. Like, I mean, listen, I, see. I don't know. I had a joke that I said, a woman told me I don't look the way I text. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> you text like you cold. It's like, motherfucker, I am cold. Because you know what? If you go do that shit, then I can do that too. That's, I mean, that's but true. That's what true. I will say is this. I'm genuinely friends with people. And I'm gen- like, like yeah. you said, even if it is excellent for somebody that I had a fling with, then that means you can't get mad at me for doing the same thing that you do. Mm, I... I I just, yeah, I just feel like sometimes... It's equal. It ain't got to be fair. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. That's that's exactly how I feel. And so, like, I don't know what we were just talking about. <laughs> no, <laughs> we'll because you how you... I'll just be going off at no, the tangent. because this is it's a real cool subject because all this stuff is stuff that you can talk about on stage. Absolutely. Oh, we're going to bring it back to okay, comedy. Now Go I remember. Ahead. Now I remember. Because we I was talking about my white uh, boyfriend at the mm-hmm. time. He, like, this is why I like... 
this is, I'm a very honest person. I cannot lie. I am a terrible liar. I am a trash liar. I just feel like it's unnecessary. Oh, it's very <laughs> unnecessary. And it's so much easier to tell the truth. Like, bitch, I don't like you. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah, it's going to hurt right now. Well, you'll get over it. But you're going to get over it. Wouldn't it be better if I told you right now if I ain't like really you, felt, you don't waste no versus time. wasting time thinking that I'm kikiing with you and then you find out from back from Melvin and them yeah, that I, ain't really, fuck with I you. ain't really rocking with you. That's that I, so I you know I say that to say like me dating me dating him we were very it, it was just crazy like it just it, me, it meshed. Uh, but it only meshed for so long because I am no longer with him and mm -hmm. peace to him, you know, good good for him or whatnot. But like it worked and my mother was just like my mother and my father, who's he's in California, very militant. He was he's Muslim. My, I grew up. My, my dad is Muslim. My mother's yeah. Christian. Um, so I already grew up in a divide. Right, right that's, that's a bit in itself. Right. right. <laughs> grew up in a divide already. Mm -hmm. So and he, you know, my my biological father. Uh, wasn't in my life, so this is actually my stepfather, stepfather that came in my life, and he he came in my life when I was four, and he considers me his daughter. Um, he actually asked me if would I be willing to change my last name. I'm like, nigga, I'm 20 years old. You know what I'm saying? Wow. I'm like, this is X amount of years after That's this. You should have been said that. And first, and second of all, I don't want to be named Hancock. That's would have been that would have been my last name, Hancock. First of all, my brother. He's a, he, uh, my, uh, my brother, he, he has Hancock as his last name. I was like, nigga, you about to get roasted, okay? Just because that's his last name? Are, are you serious? First of all, and his first name is Rudolph. Okay. He's Rudy. Right. He's the fifth Rudolph. Right. I'm like, bruh, um, you better be glad I am your sister. And you can help him heat some people back. Ooh, buddy. <laughs> Do you understand? I'm like, here, come on, get this notepad so I can help you out. Because they about to get on you. Really? But, yeah, but I, I, the whole point is, like, that he, my, my dad's really militant. He's just like, so I hear you dating. I hear you dating a snowflake. I was like, first of all, <laughs> are we in the 1930s? Like what the fuck is, who is saying the snowflake? He, he, you date bunnies now. Right. You know what I'm saying? The fuck? Um, and my mom's like, all right, so you, what's this? What's this? What, what's this? First of all, I don't invite, I don't introduce nobody to nobody of my family. That's true. That's number one. That's true. So when, when I, I'm, I'm introducing them to my aunts and cousins, they like, oh, this is serious. This must be real. I'm like, yeah. We've been dating for a year. I figured. He sees somebody, mm -hmm. you know, because clearly he don't know nobody. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He doesn't. Six months in, he's like, my mother wants to meet you. Uh, so you met everybody. Met too. everybody. Met every all every one of them. I'm just like, uh, okay, that's cool. Really? And I honestly, I felt like he was like slowly like trying to nudge me to meet his uh, to meet my family. I'm like, hey, you don't want to meet my family. That's true. That's true. You but, you are, but you already had like, it's a lot going on. It's cultural divide. Absolutely. Talking about religion and everything like yeah. that. Like, but I know all that is. But where did the comedy come from? Where did you? Where did that start? Or is it just? This is how I'm gonna talk shit to my brothers and my cousins. I mean, this was a this was a normal 
occurrence. This was an organic. My, my first of all, my mother is the youngest of eighteen, mm. so I have so many aunts and uncles. <laughs> and growing up, being the only daughter, I'm the the da- the only daughter of their youngest sibling, mm. and they were just like over me, just like Adrian, do this, perform in front of your family, do all this. You know, and that was normal. Going to high school, I was a class clown. Mm-hmm. I played all the sports, you know, and stuff like that. So you're um, originally from Chicago? I'm originally from Chicago. Okay. I went to Lane Tech High School. I went to Northeastern Illinois University. Stayed in Chicago. My mom was like, I'll buy you a car if you stay in Chicago really? for college. Man, she bought me the most raggedy. <laughs> hey, listen. Yo, a beat a ride meets a, well, a beats a well-dressed yo, walk. Just say, just that say you know. raggedy. I'm not going to hate on my Ford Taurus. I love my Ford yeah, Taurus. I drive one of those right now, uh, Oh, okay, but it's it's, a, it ain't like that, probably. <laughs> boy, that that Ford Taurus was so old and beat up. I remember, I I distinctively remember this because I was, I was, I think I was like turning seventeen, mm-hmm. and she was like, she was just nudging me. She was like, I know college is coming up, but I just want you to stay. I'm like, the fuck are you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, would you had a whip though? That's all that matters. I know, but you know, that whip was only lasted me like two years because I got it booted and towed from tickets and stuff. That was yeah. my fault. That was my fault, because I ain't really know the city like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I only knew my they area. They tell your shit. You're right. I only knew my neighborhood. That's you know right. what I'm saying? I can yell at the cop like, come on, Jimmy. Yeah. You, sorry. you know what I mean? Like, you knew me. That's real. That's you could have just knocked on my door and told me to move my car exactly. over there. You know what I'm that saying? That makes sense. That makes right. sense. I ain't know no cops, by the way. Jimmy. What the fuck? Out of here. But, um, but yeah. So I've been, I've been in Chicago all my life. But, yeah. Um, only until... Like so funny. Uh, during college, I I host like a like a slew of shows, like um, this like pageant trees and stuff like that. And and then um, I had this epiphany because I initially went to school for business for marketing. Already had already had a path right. where I was going. I'm like, man, I'm about to be CEO. I'm about to do this. About to go into business. Right. But my background for for as long as I can remember is art. Okay. In grade grade school, I used to paint. <laughs> I, I commissioned a couple paintings to some people. My grandfather, <clears throat> he bought one of my paintings, auctioned them off, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Bought it and stuff like that. So I'm skilled in the okay. in the hands. You know, in the hands. You know what I'm saying? So in college, my like second to third year. Before I had to declare a major, because I'm just taking all the core classes. I'm 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 in my macroeconomics class. Okay. With my with one of my friends mm-hmm. that I still chat with now, because he's like, hey man, I gotta go to your show, blah blah blah, whatever. But I'm with him, and I had an epiphany. I was like, yo, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. This in not. The of class. I don't want to. And I said that out loud. I don't want to do this. This is not gonna be. This is not gonna make me happy. So I ended up. Declaring my major to communication, media, and theater, and a marketing uh, minor because I took so many goddamn business classes. Mm-hmm. Got a minor in marketing, and then ended up going to because I wanted to originally go and major in graphic design. But I was like, how am I gonna make this money when everybody going to graphic right. design? So graduated and got a regular job. I'm a sales analyst, sales executive, but because of my this small family company, I was able to. Um, to intern at a comedy club. So I interned at a comedy club for about a year. Oh, so you you started early then. When was this? Mm, no, I graduated. This was like, I started I started in t- when I was 26. So about okay. 
almost four years ago. Okay. Four years ago, this was before I actually started comedy. Right. So you were just working in the in the building. About five, four, yeah, about five, five years ago, working in the building, cause I I knew, I'm I'm working at this job and I'm like, yo, I'm not happy. I'm just making money, and there's no there's no purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I can keep going up, keep getting promoted. I'm getting promoted left and right, making a little bit more money. Right. I'm like, cool, whatever, that's fine. But this is not making me happy. I don't care about this money. I want to be happy, I and I want and I want to make a difference. Mm-hmm. So, started looking up internships. Did an intern at a comedy club. Did that first three to six months, and they were like, uh, you want to work here? Because, <laughs> bitch, you here all the time. Start writing, you get a want, notebook, motherfucker. You want to work here? So started working there, and then the headliners and the comedians was like, um, you should start doing comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, you should actually just, like, go to Mike's and just start doing comedy. And I'm like, stop it, guys. You're funny, but not like... I'm funny, but not like you guys. Right. So I do a couple mics here and there. Um, but then I was just like, fuck it. I was on Instagram. I was like, yo, I'm about to do something crazy. I'm about to start going to mics, y'all. And then my dumb ass was out here like, y'all should come to my mics. And everybody showed <laughs> Y'all should be coming to my mics, man. I'm about to blow up. She wait. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not realizing the, the work that actually puts in. Because mm-hmm. I knew it took... I know it takes work, but it didn't really dawn on me. It was gonna be that much work. Ooh, buddy. <laughs> I can still remember one of my first mics, and people were out there, and I'm just yelling. Right, did you get any laughs? That's the question that no, I asked. No, people, people got a couple. People, okay. I got a couple chuckles because mm-hmm. I, I, most of the, most of the jokes, I was just telling personal stories. Real. And my friends and family were there. They was like, I know what she talk about. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Yeah, I got little chuckles and shit. But like, now that I think back of it, I'm just yelling on the mic. No, <laughs> no direction. <laughs> no direction. No, so no setup or punchline. You just winged it. I mean, I, I wrote out some shit. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna say that shit. Right. It's gonna be cool. Not really thinking, cause I, I everyone always watch comedy, mm. but I've never watched comedy where. I've actually studied it. You know what I'm say saying? That. Studying comedy. And that's that's when we were talking earlier about being able to write. Absolutely. And then get out what you want to say. So mm-hmm. like, I played ball and like oh, one thing I did okay. learn was like studying film. So that means like studying every single movement somebody's making on the person. That's what you need to be doing when you're watching comedy. Mm-hmm. And it's really weird because I'll sit there and listen to a joke over and over and over again. Man. And I'm like, how does he do that? How did she do that? <laughs> you know? I've, wa- I've watched uh, I watched a comedy with uh, my new boyfriend. Uh, mm-hmm. This dude right here. My <laughs> man friend. I don't even call him boyfriend. I just say man friend. Oh I'm grown. I hate, I hate saying boyfriend. He's my man friend. And he's laughing and shit. And he's staring at me because I'm not laughing. He's just like... And he, you don't like, think this funny? He looks at, he's looking at me. And he's like, so you just... You just gonna study these jokes. <laughs> you, you just gonna nitpick. Soon these. Get back. You can't even join this with me. This is my You just gonna nitpick these jokes, huh? We're I'm supposed like, to be Netflix and chilling, right? right? And I'm like, no, I'm enjoying. I, I enjoy. I enjoy other people hearing other people laugh mm-hmm. and study what 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 is what. What part of that joke is meant is funny? You know what I'm saying? And why, why? is it funny? Where the reference you know comes from. I, I think it's more of a distraction if I'm laughing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's that's just me when I'm when I'm listening to jokes. But but I do have to remind myself to tune out and be a fucking audience member sometimes. I was just about to say that's like me and my girl like watch this again. How many fucking times have you watched Tambourine? Like. 
One time I watched it as an audience. One time I watched Real it. Real talk, I've watched Tambourine, no lie, like <laughs> eight times. It's so funny, though. Like eight times. Real it's talk. so funny. Like know, eight times. Dude, like, I don't know why it's so funny to me. I'm not even like 40 or nothing like mm. that. It, you know what it is? It's, um, you start to realize, like, at some point, people are laughing because of the name. Mm. And then when you, because of his name, Chris Rock. And then when you start to factor in, like, you know his history. Mm. When he talks about his daughters, He's like, and, uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, talk about oppression. Right. And, and, it, and it starts to, it starts to sink, in. sink in and you start to relate like, oh, shit. When, he, when he's just like, people say black men are endangered species. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah, as a black man, you get that vibe. He's yeah. like, no, they're not because if they were endangered species, <laughs> they'd be, they'd be protected protect by the, yeah, they'd be protected by the, the government. You know what I mean? But, but stuff like that, you start to realize like, in order to be an amazing comedian, you have to have those, those jokes and bits where you can just piss, you can just say that piece and people know exactly what you're talking about. Reference it. Mm-hmm. That that's that's what type of comedy I want to do. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Versus like that's why I tell stories, personal mm-hmm. stories, because nobody can, no nobody can duplicate the life that I've lived. Really? The really? life that I've lived. You can say them generic ass mm-hmm. jokes all you want to. Yeah, I'm single. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I can talk about single jokes, but. You ain't never been single like I've been single. I dated three <laughs> homeless men before. Are you serious? Yeah. You, but but that's the point I'm saying. Like, yeah, you, yeah, everybody gonna, everybody gonna have the same topics. Mm-hmm. The point is, like, how was your, how was your story different gonna be different? Day, yeah. And that's the whole thing too. It's just like, how does that factor into what you're doing with Babs and stuff like that? Is it all the same type of material, or are you like really challenging yourself more to separate just your mm-hmm. identity and comedy <laughs> to the team? I mean, it's uh, we we just had a discussion about how sometimes we get, I get withdrawal sometimes hmm. from not being with Babs. Cause I'm so used to, to being on stage with them. So yes, we both, we all, both, well, three of us came into into this uh, as individuals. But now that we have expanded and we've been doing this for two years, it's going on two years now. Um, it, that's my blanket. You know what I'm saying? So now. We, we try to push ourselves and try to incorporate the material that we have individually, but also how, do, how can I step this up in order for it to be even more polished with two other individuals right. in form? So like, and BAPS, is it improv? Because I don't, I don't right. know. Right. So th- that's what that's I was about was to say. <laughs> listen, that's what I was just about to say. BAPS originally came to, BAPS comedy originally came to play because me and Jillian Ebanks, we did a show together. We, we were on the same show together, and we were both baffled that I have not seen this girl. Mm. I've not seen this Saying black woman. Saying it about each other. And she, we both ran up to each other. She was like, we look at you are like right. We we doing we black doing we doing <laughs> color purple. We shall not pause. See, leave You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my god! For the longest, when I first started comedy, I did not see black women. And if I did see black women, it was a rare, it was a rare, rare occasion. Mm-hmm. But I, the shows that I did that I was on, I've ne- I was never on with another black woman so mm. the fact that I saw her we were like oh we want to beat it we want to link up we want to do something we want to we want to do something so like after the show we both ca- came together and we was like why don't we just make our own show mm. and it, it's not even about us because majority of the shows that we do we don't perform 
we do we might do like a little sketch up top right. and sketch at the bottom or whatnot but we're hosting okay and we make it a, it's pretty much a platform for artists and i say that in a broad scheme because it's a variety show so okay. we we welcome singers musicians stand up we have a lot of stand-ups because obviously we're stand-ups yeah, improv what man we had uh, a dancer poet come up a rapper like it just Whatever you def- whatever you want to do, that's we just want women of, women of color. That's pretty much what we're saying. Like we are dope, and the fact that y'all don't notice that that's a problem. So we made it a platform. But now we got you know we kind of semi blow up situated. People are now booking us to do individual right, stuff. So we've been traveling. Right. So we we've traveled and done uh, seminars and seminars and stuff for, for colleges. Okay. There was a couple of festivals that we did in Wisconsin. Um, Wisconsin University, uh, clearly, don't don't sue me, because I don't, I am not in control of where we go. <laughs> um, the other Adrian, there's another Adrian in this group. Mm-hmm. She is the person that be like, hey, we just where we going, blah, blah, blah. And I just follow Ohio okay. State University and wow. stuff like that. Yeah, we Come on, man. Buckeyes. See, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I'm like, hey, I'll be traveling okay. and stuff. Well, I'll be seeing I'm them social media videos. I'm like, they just be acting a fool on the road. You know how Meanwhile, we... I'm at my desk like, damn, I wish I was, I wish I was doing that. <laughs> no, I was just like that a year ago. And mm. I, I've been, um, I've been like boasting about it, but also like kind of sad. Like this year has been, I've been, I've, I've gone a full year full time. Without actually having a, a desk job, nine to five, time a nine to five, because for six years, almost six years, I worked at a medical distribution company where I was a sales executive. So they allowed me to have a schedule where I can go intern. I ended up interning at NPR uh, downtown, damn, um, because I knew Brian Babylon. Brian Babylon, who is a comedian, he actually put me on a comedy. That's that's the fir- that's one of the comedians that told me like. That is, you, you can do you, this. You want to do comedy? Well, let me give you some je- suggestions. Go to, he told me to go to Jokes and Notes. I've been to Jokes and Notes. It was a comedy club before. Mm-hmm. It closed down. I'm trying to get you to see, see what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make go sure ahead, your, your people know what Jokes and Notes is. Right. You know, Mary. Um, but yeah, he was just like, you got to go to, com- you got to go to Jokes and Notes every Wednesday. So before, um, I've been there a handful of times, bombed a handful of times as well. <laughs> you got to sometimes. Ooh, buddy, buddy, buddy. Sometimes it's a good feeling, though. Sometimes Ooh, some, it's a good one. But you know what? And I and I tell people now, because now I can appreciate bombs. Granted, those bombs hurt like hell, but I can appreciate bombs more because I would rather bomb because you learn so much more from bombing versus getting a, a, a rave review. Because you, you can... You can say anything, and people will just be like, yeah. But like, it, you know, it, what's so funny to me, and it took me a while to realize this. Um, I think I might have saw it on Facebook or a clip from somewhere on Instagram, but some uh, comedian was uh, just got done doing a show, and he recorded with uh, an audience member, and he was just like, comedians, y'all need to hear this. Y'all need to hear this, because sometimes we're just so in our heads. But an audience member is saying, well, we just, we're, we're going to laugh regardless. We just, want, we just want to have a good time. Yep. So be, be easy, and do, be you. We're going to laugh. And especially if, especially when you're with a host that will set you up, and you're in a warm crowd, mm-hmm. you can say, you can say poopity scoop, <laughs> like Kanye West, <laughs> poopity. You know what? And that's still hilarious. And guess what? I did a show. 
And you said it. I did a show, and that was the end of it. That was my ending joke. I was like, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just share this with y'all. Y'all need to really be up on this. This is fire. This is this gonna be fire. And if y'all not up on this, then I don't know where y'all at. And I told them, poop in the school, and they started rolling. Motherfuckers was like, oh, you killed it. But in my right. head, I'm like, nigga, the fuck? That was stupid as hell. <laughs> but that's when we get into that point. that You led it up, though. So right. you did have a killer set doing that. But this whole year off of just doing you. It was and... the scariest shit alive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you talking about, you talking about stress? Mm-hmm. Boy, if I had gray hair, get my, my mother, oh, I'm blessed. Right, that's amazing. Yeah, it took I, me a year I, off. Yeah, yeah I, I paid attention to it. <laughs> No, but like, yeah, nigga, yo. I, got, I have good genes, but um, Wait, your little gray hairs. Look at you. <laughs> oh, you heard that? You you heard me say your little gray, gray hair? Oh, okay, so no, this has been the most stressful, but also, um, just yeah, the most freeing experience alive. Cause it just it just doubled down on this uh, on this notion that you can literally do whatever the fuck your mind like whatever the fuck you want and if you put your mind to it you can do it i um i, I was fortunate enough and i and i say this all the time i was fortunate enough to get laid off from my job mm, but so I'll, you can still get the whew, unemployment boy and you know what's so funny i got laid off the day that i was going to travel to go see my family mm-hmm. called my mom when they laid me off and i'm crying i'm like well they 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 let me go, mama. They they kicked me out. But she was like, did they lay you off? Or did, she was like, oh, they laid me off. I'm like, well, you good. But if you ain't never really had no job like that, you don't know the difference between Right. That. I don't know the difference. <laughs> I, I, and, you know, after my after my little mini vacation, I ended up speaking with my CEO. And he's like, Adrian, you know, you did well. You did nothing wrong. It was on our behalf. Yeah, we were in the red and negative for so yeah, long. Got to do what you got to do. Um, but I'm willing to get you another job. And talking to my friends, actually, blessing. One of my friends was like, why don't you just... Why don't you just do what you want to do, and I give you, I'll give you a large chunk of money, and I want you to pursue your dreams. This is this is gonna hold you off for a nice good year. I was like, well, God damn it! <laughs> now you're not just thinking about that walking out of the crib today, like exactly how much would I? Need? Right, nice little, <laughs> nice little large sum of money, and then I got uh, unemployment. And then my mother, of course, my backbone support because I'm from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Everybody was on my side and helping me out. So I'm just like, yo, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm out here doing this. End up getting an agent not too long ago, booked an agent. Wow. I'm the, and I, then I started really acting, did a couple of things. And I'm just like, yo, this is crazy mm-hmm. how time and how things just align when you let it happen mm-hmm. versus just forcing it and trying to hey, hold you know, on to it. your head on the wall and try to break through somewhere. And that's the same thing, like you said, about the hard work. Thing. Absolutely. People are like, oh well, you ain't getting booked and doing this. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I am doing podcasting. I'm damn near on Twitter, Instagram all the time, just yeah. making sure people can see your voice, start Absolutely. hearing your voice, and seeing you more and more. Yeah. It's like, oh, how are you so comfortable and lax with this? I'm like, man, look, if it works, it works. It's gonna if work. It don't, it don't. But I would rather be in a position where I'm like, I tried something that I wanted to, and I put my effort in versus just being a fucking miserable ass person mm-hmm. doing something that people tell you this is what you're supposed mm-hmm. to do. That's I, I could have followed the path and just went on and got me a job. First of all, I am, first of all, I've been saying first of all a lot, but I am the first college graduate oh, in my wow. family. So 
everybody, everyone after me, all graduated college and stuff like that because they saw me. Yeah. And but set the, the that was a yeah, I did set the example, but it was a big thing, and people was just like, oh, she about to be, she about to be everything, you know. Well, my that's what they don't tell you. Who, <laughs> who she about to be, she about to be but like this is a whole nother thing too yeah. is like you get a full scholarship and then i play ball and everybody's like oh well you should be the nfl and i'm like my nigga yeah do you know the numbers is like what's the numbers what do you statistically, mean statistically <laughs> like it's 10 million people 10 what, 7 billion people or whatever in the world 10 billion first of all they house. have commercials they tell you that. That stuff. will tell you. And people, oh, well, you wasn't good enough. You're, you're damn right, I wasn't good because you know what? Everybody in the NFL is a fucking freak of nature. Yep, that's really what it is. <laughs> that's really what it is. Majority of the people that are in college that are play, uh, play collegiate sports, they just trying to get a nice little rise so they can get a nice little job. <laughs> like, everybody thinks like you should be set up and everything. Like, no, no, I have to network and talk to people, and I end up getting it's set up in a decent spot. It's a whole different monster. And, and like you said, you think that the next level after college graduation is like, oh, living lavish, doing this. You, you like, think oh, it's nigga. sweet. First of all, <laughs> the, a lot of people, it's a rude awakening to, for a lot of people when they think, all right, man, let me get this done with this struggle bus mm -hmm. from college and I'm good to go. I'm, I'm going to be living lavish. No damn well when you graduate, right. you're going to be like, mama. <laughs> I remember days in college being like, man, I can't, make, I can't wait till I'm done. I don't have to play this no more. My nigga, I look about the worst day I ever had on the floor. Ball field. You know how much I would pay just to go back there to have no responsibility. Right, right. I, you know, my my ass. I uh, I left the house when I was um, 18, 19. Oh, wow. My mom was like, "Do you wanna? You know, you can stay with us mm -hmm. if you want to." I'm like, "Nah, fuck this shit. I'm about to get my own place and I'm about to go to school full time mm -hmm. and I'm about to work my ass off." Boy, that was crazy. <laughs> now that I think back, I'm like, man. I could have stayed at my mama's I mean, house. That's what I did. I tried out for teams and graduated, mm -hmm. you know, and everything. And they mm -hmm. come back home, and it's like, like you said, mm -hmm. you're thinking about, okay, I'm going to go to we'll go to work. I'm going to be doing this, and like then, lo and behold, three years later after my first job, I'm like, damn, I want to start doing comedy. I want to do podcasts. Never even fucking thought about that. Stuff. No. Never thought about it. I, I kind of wishing I'd have started right. as soon as I was done. Man, school. I'm very envious of a lot of people that know what the hell they want to do. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, my my brother, for as long as one of my brothers, for as long as I can remember, he wanted to be an accountant. Mm -hmm. He going to he going to classes in high school. I'm like, dude, dude you want to be an accountant for real? Went to college, got his little CPA, whatever. Yeah, I said little CPA, right, so whatever. He out here getting backhanded his, compliment right there. Out here doing his thing. He like, man, I'm look, this is what he's a numbers man. This is what he want to do. Mm -hmm. I know what I like. Blah blah blah. I I'm I'm a very creative person. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I I don't know what I I don't want. I don't know. I know I like. I don't know. Right. I don't. I don't know. I know I like to paint. Right. I know I like to talk shit about people. But what? How does? How do you monetize that? That's real. You know you You don't really. You don't really make it a reality until you. Because you. You see all the. You see, your your um. Predecessors. Cool. That's the word. I was gonna say your um, your heroes. That's what I'm gonna say. You you see your heroes. You see these comedy legends, mm -hmm. uh, Chris Rock, the Dave Chappelle's and stuff like that. But yeah, sometimes for me, I like I can't I can't normalize that and humanize it in order to seeing myself doing that mm -hmm. when I was when I was younger. I I never imagined 
that I would be, I can be in that position until I got into, when I started doing it. I was like, yeah, that's true. It's like, how do you become a comic? Do I go to college to become right. a comic? <laughs> but I know people that went to school for comedy there is studies. For that, but you don't comedy even know stu- that. Yeah, but I didn't know that either. For the, for the longest, I didn't know there was a second city. Really? And I'm from Chicago. The bad thing about it is when I first graduated, I remember going to see my boy play. Mm-hmm. And they was telling me, like, man, you from Chicago, you should go to Second City. And just, I came back, and I just never, some mm-hmm. life shit happened. And I just never okay. went to go look at Second City. Mm-hmm. But then, mm-hmm. full circle, mm-hmm. see you there, too, mm-hmm. hosted. I'm going, I take the comedy improv mm-hmm. classes. I graduated and do that. I did the comedy stand-up courses and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, like like you said, I, I never would have thought of that. Mm-hmm. And you, you you don't, you don't really, but now, now I'm just like I want it all. I, I want to, I want, I want it all. I want to. Yeah. I'm, I'm such a student of, uh, you know, student of this art, of this craft. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like, I, I, I enjoy it all. Like mm-hmm. I love watching. I just watched, rewatched again for maybe the fifth time Michelle Wolf's latest special, mm-hmm. Nice Lady, and um, it. You just find little nuances, different subtleties where you just like, ah, this is what she meant about right. that. People just like laughing off her of like, oh my God, this is so funny. Ah. She talking loud. So I'm like, but did you, <laughs> right. Did you listen to, it's like music. Yeah, like lyrics. absolutely. Right. Oh, by far, when you when you hear that hype man in the back or when that extra note that she just did. You go pay attention. Right. You know what I'm saying? That you ain't noticed before, but right. you, cause you so damn stuck on this damn, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The hook, you know? I, I hate people like that too. Sometimes. But that's what gets you now, and that's what we're moving into. And like, that's what I try to try to write jokes like that. Like, Drake yeah. will make a song, it'll be a hit. It's a fucking chorus, and then him just say the simplest ass <laughs> motherfucker. But I, I I respect that because I'm not gonna lie. When I when we first started out, we you, was doing the same type of thing. Man, you in order in order to learn, in in order to learn this business, you have to start off to the the damn the bottom. bottom at the damn bottom. So. So you got to do A, B, C, yes, with the basic ass jokes mm-hmm. before you can actually go into those, those more highbrow, as what people comedy might call. Was, and everybody thinks that it's like, oh, well, you ain't doing comedy shows. I'm like, dude, I want to go. Would you go and play a basketball game without <laughs> practicing? I already know all. what you're going to say. Would you? Practice? Would you, <laughs> we, we to practice? Let's just say Michael Jordan was like, I challenge you <laughs> to a one-on-one. Would you be like, hey, how much time I got, Mike? I want to prepare. Right. I would rather go into a comedy cellar, a comedy mm. store, mm-hmm. those places, even Second City, mm-hmm. you know, and have something polished. I don't want to be up there stumbling over no words. Because you start to realize, you start to realize, especially doing it so many times, you start to realize like, oh, okay, they are not up there riffing. <laughs> they don't have a thought and just like, you know, well, let's see how this goes. Sometimes, uh, but. but. But yeah, that comes <laughs> that comes with the territory. You start to realize like, All right, I'm a, I want to play around with this. Mm-hmm. I want to play around with an idea. So I know this might not go well mm-hmm. versus someone that's just like, oh, I've been working on this material for, for a minute. Yeah. Which another another thing people don't understand. People are like, I just heard this motherfucker joke and you gonna hear it again because yeah. I got some shit that I want to add got, on got, to you it. You kind of like got to condition yourself for that, even at open mics when you go to it's open hard. mics. And you see people do the same joke. It's like, uh, okay, I heard this joke last week. I heard this joke last week. But mics before. aren't for us. And they say the same thing about your ass too. Yeah. <laughs> 
mics. It, it took me a while to realize that mics are not for us. Mm-hmm. My, I mean, not, not for the audience right. members. The audience members being other comedians. Mm-hmm. It's for you to be able to just to go on stage with the mic, where you can hear this this idea that you've head in either on your pad or in your head or whatnot that you have to get it out and you start to realize you can actually find a lot more stuff just by saying it and saying it out loud you start to realize oh if i say this instead of this if i say it this way instead right of that one, then you know if i slow it down right then i say right. it. i love i love like the cadence of like certain comedians where you don't have to you don't have to say so many words to get that uh, that effect. I forgot what it's called, but it's like word something. Word. 30 seconds per laugh or something. Something like that. And, and then, uh, what is it called? It's like word budgeted or something. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it's a term, but it's like you, you want to get the joke out, but you don't want to use too many words. Absolutely. You don't want to overstate what mm-hmm. you're saying. It's just mm-hmm. like, no, set it up. Boom, boom, boom. It should be like a play. This guy should do that. You know, shit like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, young creator starting out. Three things you would tell. I usually ask every guest that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> be yourself. Mm. Take people's advice with a grain of salt. <laughs> I, just saying. <laughs> Okay. Why do you say that? Because this is, I think this is very important. And, it's, and if you are somebody just starting off with something, this is one of the things you should really pay attention because to. Because your instinct majority of the time is, right. is right. Your gut experience is right. So, like, to this day, you know, there are certain, there are certain um, situations and experiences you will never forget. I just thought of one in my head. So and I when I say, that. and every time I say, because I, I usually get that question, but every time I say that, I always think back when when I was first starting out and somebody came up to me and they were like, are you sure you want to do this? Because mm-hmm. this is going to be hard. You you already, you are a black woman. You, you are, um, what society says is, uh, attractive um you might as well just quit because it's not going to be good for you because the women are not going to be on your side and the men that want to be on your side ain't going to do it because the girl is in the audience not going to be on your side so you sure you want to do this that like and when when i heard that after I got off, I was like, shit. I started questioning. I was like, nigga, do you really want to do this? Are you sure you want to do this? Really? But versus me being like, Adrian, this is something I want to do. This is a dream that I want to pursue. And why am I listening to other people mm-hmm. who don't know where the fuck I've been and cause, uh, that want to give me advice and I feel like I need to take heed because they've been doing it longer than me. But bitch, you, you still doing the mic just with me. So... Clearly, you might do something wrong. Right. So why am I listening to you? Mm-hmm. But it, you know, it it takes a it takes a couple mistakes to actually realize you are on your path, mm-hmm. and regardless of where other people are, don't compare. And um, I can tell you to woo optimist. I can tell you whatever what I think is working well with me. Mm-hmm. That shit ain't gonna work. <laughs> Who is to say that shit yeah, gonna work right. well with you? I just saw something with ET. He tweeted like mm-hmm. the ET, the hip hop pastor, or whatever. He's like, just because it worked, just because something worked for somebody else, doesn't mean it's gonna work for you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> we got, a, we have a reality star 
for president. <laughs> Who would have thought, right? So when I tell you, do not listen to other people when they try to shut you down. Because I'm sure he probably had everybody on his, not on his side. But he was like, you know what? Fuck the bullshit. I'm going to be the good with the bad. That's one of the things. Listen, as much as, as much as I cannot stand the fact that we have that president there, there's a lot of good stuff that I can pull from that. Horrible situation. Yeah, horrible situation. But uh, there's a lot of stuff. I'm like, God damn it. He pretty much, you, look, and I, I feel like people have said this, but you know when you, when Obama was president, you was like, damn, I could be president. <laughs> but now that Donald Trump Anybody. is president. Nigga, my shoe. like, we can be president. You know what I'm saying? Like, you'd be like, God damn, I'm proud that we got a black president. But Donald Trump is president. You'd be like, damn, maybe Anybody I can be president. The damn trash can over there. <laughs> Second, just recycle. That's, that's how I think about it now. That's real. You know that's what I'm real. saying? You get anybody. <laughs> okay. Last thing. The okay. Third thing. Okay. Third thing you would tell somebody. Third thing I would tell somebody is enjoy the journey. Because as hard as it's going to be and how and miserable it's going to be, it's only temporary. Mm. And if you don't enjoy it, you're. you're and you, if you, you wasted it. You you wasted, wasted it because you know the. I I think the success is not the overall goal because you're gonna always have more goals. Right. The success is. And then the bad thing about it is you probably won't even notice that you hit those. <laughs> Man. Like, like I'm pretty sure you didn't even think about it till probably right now. This, yeah. This a whole year. Absolutely. But in, in, until you realize like oh man. Because there's going to be little wins. That's that's what you. That's when you need to really just sit there and enjoy that little win. Don't in, don't enjoy it too damn long, but enjoy that win mm -hmm. and, and 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 sit in it and realize like I've accomplished something that I I realize comparably to my life X amount of months ago, I probably wouldn't have considered me being where I'm at. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So enjoy the process. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Uh, another thing. To, so I have a rating scale. It's called the Kanye Confidence Level. Oof. So it goes from college dropout to now yay. So you can. I'm not there yet. No, but no. Where are you on that spectrum? I'm about. Well, on a, it's his discography. So oh, I know. Album. I know. Come on now. I'm I'm a, I'm shy city baby. Right. Um, I would say I am 808. Every time I hear people say that, I get more and more interested in that individual because I feel like that was an album that came out of nowhere for a lot. That was really weird, and there was some stuff going on with him. What put you in that mind? I, I feel like, and I, I should say, I should also say, <laughs> preface is saying I'm between 808 and um, uh, what was the last one? The not not. Not the the crazy bipolar one, but the one with Chance, the oh, F T L O P. Yeah, uh, I always forget. Father, stretch my hand. Yeah, uh, life that, of Pablo. Life of Pablo, because I I'm a I'm in a very weird state right now where I don't know what the fuck <laughs> is going on with my life. I'm very emotional right now. I want to cry every five seconds, but I've always been emotional. But I really want to cry every five seconds because. I, because of the fact that I'm such in this vulnerable state where 
I either have to lean more into it yeah. or just crawl into a space and just let it hit you and let it all it's just wave. flow. Like when the people talk about the wave, that's what I think about. I think the wave is you catching a wave or whatever. Absolutely. It's like it's, it's just hitting you all at once and it's like it's going to be negative, it's mm-hmm. going to be positive, it's going to be in between. You just mm-hmm. got to be willing to take it or you go ride it or let it yeah. go. Yeah, and, and that's why I think life of Pablo is the same way because he also um, lost his mother mm-hmm. where it really affected him, where he really started to like really dive into those feelings and I felt like it was such a uh, and I don't I don't think for the life of Pablo got the love that it needed and deserved because I fucking love that album but I it was such an uh, uh, almost churchy inspirational um, not that I'm a religious person but I I was just like god damn that's what I Let's need right back, now right. Oof. I like it for Take the life you back of, to some feelings man, from back then. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So that's why I would say 808 slash for the life. Life. Not you got for anything life. you want to plug or anything? Hell like yeah, that that's why I came on here to plug. <laughs> um, when, when is this going to air? You know? Friday, oh, all right. We got them. Let's do this then. Um, BAPS, our two year anniversary show, is coming um, up September 16th. That's Sunday. At 8 p.m., tickets are five dollars. Um, 8 p.m., like get on time because, uh, unlike some black people, we actually start on time, so um, absolutely, absolutely do that. And as well, I'm starting to um, semi promote. I'm one of the producers of it's called Go Hard Comedies at Lab Factory. Um, we're gonna have a new sh- our first show is. I don't know, <laughs> uh, but I'll give you the date because right. I, I can't think of it right now, but it's coming up. It's like in a month or so, but yeah, that's going to be the, the show that I'm going to be pushing. So it's This Baps Comedy, September 16th, and Go Hard, TBD. The last thing I usually do is ask each guest to ask Mr. Kanye West to come on to the show. I'm a stand. I don't know why. Just, just my mans. <laughs> Listen, yay. I know... <laughs> You were on this tour to to get Chicago back on your side. Why don't you get back on Chicago's side by coming on to Jordan's podcast well so said. we can talk about everything that you done did, okay? <laughs> Couldn't right. have said it better myself. All right. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate the love. Oh, man, this was fun. Well, guys, that was this week's episode. Make sure you follow Adrian at... A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E-D-E-N-N-I-S-E on Instagram and the BAPS comedy team at B-A-B-S-C-O-M-E-D. Um, they're, they're both Instagram pages you guys can check out. You can see when the next BAPS variety show is. You can also check out Adrian's page to see when she's going to be going up somewhere to check out some of her shows as well. So that was it, man. Like, I really enjoyed doing this episode. Actually, I think it might be one of the best episodes I've had so far. You know, we got a lot of them going. And it's one of those things where I didn't really have to do that much to, you know, edit this one out. It was a great conversation. Really enjoyed Adrian, And I look forward to hopefully maybe even getting booked on the show with her maybe. And, you know, maybe opening or something or doing a a spot at at a BAP show. I really just feel like... um, you know, I really enjoyed that interview. Really enjoyed sitting there and talking with you, shooting the shit. And, and hopefully, again, this this is something that's going to be ongoing. I don't know if I ever want to stop doing the show because I'm really enjoying giving people a platform to share their talent, uh, their creativity, and their skill. 
And I hope that this is helping people with their careers and jumpstart different things that they got going on. Also, before you go, don't forget to come and check me out at Shakers on Clark on September 18th. The show starts at 7 p.m., I believe. September 18th, I'll be doing a spot there. It'll be recorded. It'll be on the radio as well. I'll um, be tweeting out or tweeting out and putting it on Instagram for uh, the um, radio station and everything like that. So hopefully people can listen and check it out. But, yeah, I really just um, – I just – I appreciate the love, y'all. I really appreciate the support. Um, if you if you if you like the show, let me know. If you don't, let me know. Tell a friend about it. Help me help me help myself. <laughs> That's all I got, guys. So, thanks for checking out this week's episode, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Don't forget, subscribe and review. All right.